it's hard to not applaud the move. I mean, it's a it's it's showing that the Patriots aren't giving up, even coming off of this just disaster of a ball game. Again, the worst loss of Belichick's career, the worst we've seen Mac Jones look um, by far. Uh, and but the Patriots aren't giving up. You you swing a move like this, Jordy. This is you trying to stay with the fight. So I guess as a fan, you got to like that. Hey there, everybody. Welcome into the Patriots Wire podcast. Ryan O'Leary here playing host, joined as always by my good buddy, Jordy McElroy. Jordy is uh, the managing editor of USA Today's Patriots Wire. Jordy, how you doing, my friend? After our Patriots were trounced 38 to three, worst loss of Bill Belichick's coaching career. And also, I think you'd agree, Mac Jones's worst day as quarterback one of the Patriots. No doubt about that. Man, you know what, Ryan? I'm just trying to forget it. I mean, it was obviously a terrible, terrible game for the Patriots, and Mac Jones looked terrible as well. You know, I actually after after that game was over, and after I did some writing, I kind of I kind of went off. I, I went to the movies, Ryan. You know, it's October. I went to go see Saul Ten just to kind of take my mind off of off of the, some Patriots football and the embarrassing show we saw, and it ended up being a good movie. So I'm in better spirits now than I was on Sunday. But obviously today with all the breaking news and stuff, I'm a little bit down again, but we'll get to that. How yeah. are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm, I'm, my head's spinning. There's 10 Saw movies. Holy crap. So they're trying 10 Saw movies. So they're trying yeah, to outdo you know the Fast and the Furious. They're trying to see who can make more movies. <laughs> that or Land Before Time. I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers those movies. But you know what? You can watch Saw 1 and Saw 2 and just skip the rest and go on to Saw 10. The rest are absolute garbage. But, yeah, Saw 10 was a good movie. All right. That's, time. that's good advice. And, and, you know, it's it's getting hard to watch the Patriots these days. So these this advice helps. And we might have to turn into a pop culture podcast soon if we keep losing 38 to 3. Uh, <laughs> and, but, yeah, the big news here is that Christian Gonzalez is out for the season. Um, so when this injury happened, Jordy, it's a shoulder injury. You, you'd hope as a fan – that it's only a few weeks uh, because he's just been so good. Christian Gonzalez has been a home run, uh, fell into the Patriots' lap in the draft. We've talked about it. He just looks like a stud out there. It, it just like a he by far your best coverage corner this year. Just excellent. He reminds you of the days when you had that shutdown corner. You know, Stephon Gilmore, Darrell Revis. You know, he reminds you of that guy because he's just that good out there. He's amazing. He's now out for the season, and the Patriots swing a trade. So these these two stories are kind of correlated. I'll just. Give you all the. I'll just tee you up with all the breaking news, Jordy. And I want to hear your reaction. The Patriots then swing a trade for J.C. Jackson, who kind of famously they didn't bring back. He left for the Chargers. Got a big deal with the Chargers, right? A couple of years ago, and the Chargers are going to pay up the majority of the guaranteed money left on Jackson's deal, which is about twelve million. And the Patriots only have to swap twenty twenty five sixth and seventh rounders to bring back J.C. Jackson, who we all know was an excellent corner for them when he was here, and they they brought him up, right? So Christian Gonzalez out for the year. The Patriots swing a trade to bring back J.C. Jackson. Just kind of a crazy morning here. Your take, Jordy. What's your leadoff take on that? You know what? You know what's hilarious is the fact that J.C. Jackson earlier this year, he said he's excited to go back to New England and pick off Mac Jones and show the Patriots <laughs> why they shouldn't have never let him go. Sorry, J.C. So now, <laughs> so now it's like a, it's a reverse revenge game now um, with J.C. Now, now getting to play against the Chargers. But – it's it's a crazy turn of events. When when the news first dropped, I mean, I, I tweeted out that J.C. Jackson returned to New England to potentially play opposite of Christian Gonzalez, and then you get Jonathan Jones back in the slot at some point, and you got all three of those guys in the defensive backfield this season. 
dude, that's that's disgusting. That is amazing. Um, so at first I was in, I was incredibly excited, and then obviously the news drops right after that that Christian Gonzalez done for the season with a with a torn labrum, expected to have surgery here soon, and not expected to be back. Just a devastating turn of events for the Patriots, and I was kind of hoping it. You know, if not the dislocation, um, maybe the Christian could play through the season with it because sometimes you can play through those sorts of injuries. But obviously, this won't be the case for Gonzalez, and it's a devastating loss. He's a guy that that got Defensive Rookie of the of of the month in September, and I thought he was well on his way to win a Defensive Rookie of the Year. Hell, a, a case could he, he might have made a case to win Defensive Player of the Year. This, that's how good Christian Gonzalez was playing, man. He was in, he was incredible. He's playing lights out. He's a guy Tyree Kill complimented, and now he's gone for the season. And the Patriots, they had to make a move. They had to do something. And J.C. Jackson, obviously, over there in, in Los Angeles, things weren't working out. He'd gotten benched, and, you know, he he was wondering why he got benched. It's just that big, that big contract that he got over there. It's kind of crazy that they offered him a – five-year, $82.5 million deal, and now he's back in New England. It's just, I don't know, man, what a wild turn of events and devastating turn of events for the Patriots. But obviously you get J.C. Jackson back there. If if he can kind of get back to form where he was in New England not too long ago, he was an all-pro player in Bill Belichick's defense. So you're hoping he can kind of get back to that. You get Jonathan Jones healthy and, you know, maybe maybe Marcus Jones comes back at some point and maybe there's a little hope back there. But at this point, Ryan, I don't even know if I want hope. I, at this point, I would be happy if the Patriots tanked the rest of the way. You want Caleb Williams? Um, and, and got a high draft pick. Yeah, you want Caleb Williams. That's what you want. You no I hope love you want Caleb, Caleb. Williams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story with JC Jackson. I mean, obviously it sucks that Christian Gonzalez is out for the year. It, it that, that just sucks. He was one of your best players so far this season, if you can believe that. Uh, so finally, the Patriots have uh, a high first-round draft pick who comes in and just immediately is making a difference, right? I mean, you just we've been pleading for that as fans, and that, and it was great to see. Uh, but we know we have that player. He he looks really good. Okay, put him on ice. Fine. J.C. Jackson comes in. Now this is a, a a situation that we see often with the Patriots under Belichick, right? Kyle Van Noy's one. He left, came back, right? Malcolm Butler, another one, went and got a contract from the Titans, comes back to the Patriots. Uh, now J.C. Jackson comes back, not by choice. <laughs> the Patriots trade for him, right? But it, it's I, so I guess like the Chargers are so down on him that they're willing to not only pay his basically pay the majority of his salary, but it's just a swap of sixth and seventh rounders in 2025. Wow, they're basically just saying take him. We're, we're done with him. That's crazy, Jordy. Right? Well, I mean, so you have to wonder like what is going on with J.C. Jackson there? Was it just Brandon Staley being an idiot, which I completely could see that being the case, right? <laughs> and Belichick saying, "Hey, come on home. We know how to. We know how to use you." Uh, you know, did, should we worry at all about J.C. Jackson? Has he regressed, or is it just Brandon Staley being a moron? You know, like that's crazy. The Chargers basically gave you gave him away for peanuts, and you're right. He was the best corner for the Patriots for a while, and he was a big story when they decided not to bring him back. So, hopefully, he's the same guy, right? And, and if he is, I mean. This is a big move for the Patriots to try to stay viable. We're going to talk about Matt Judon here coming up, but like, you think, are you worried at all about like the regression of JC Jackson? The fact that the Chargers are just kind of handing him over and saying, "Here you go, take him back." Oh, I'm not personally. I just I, I feel like it's more of a scheme fit type type of thing, and we've seen it from Patriots players over time, especially on the, on the defensive side of the field. 
Uh, Belichick could get some of these guys in, and they just they just work in his defense because he schemed so well for him. Like a guy like a Malcolm Butler who who played very well for the Patriots, you know, and then he he moved on to he moved on to other teams, and it just it didn't work out the same for him. And the same the same was the case for J.C. Jackson, obviously there with the Chargers. You know, J.C. Jackson is still the same guy that was in New England, and and hopefully the Patriots can kind of get him back to that same level when they plug him in the defensive backfield. That's still a that's still a good defense for the Patriots. Obviously, you're missing a lot of players. We're going to talk about Judon here soon, but um, if you get Jonathan Jones back there, and hopefully Marcus Jones comes back at some point, that's still a really good defense. They're they're loaded at safety. I mean, they are absolutely loaded at safety. So I still expect the Patriots defense to be a, a good defense, if not if not elite still, you know, missing you can't replace guys like Judon and Christian Gonzalez, obviously, but they're still going to be a, a really good viable defense. Yeah, I agree. Uh so you gotta wonder, you know, the Judon, Judon's kind of the the leader on that side of the ball. He gets injured as well in this one. Lower bicep tendon tear. Oh, God, so I guess he's seeking a second opinion. We're waiting for a word on that still, right, Jordy? Maybe you could update us on, on the latest there. What we're, I'm sure the Patriots are, are just you know, sending all kinds of information out about that injury, I'm sure. I'm sure it's all out there. <laughs> Not. Uh, but, I mean, one thing, it's probably fair to rip Bill, Bill Belichick for having Judon out there in the first place. He was injured in the fourth quarter of this game, and this ball game was over at halftime. What was it, 28 to 3 or something and a half, whatever it yeah. was? So, like... Come on, man. But anyway, I mean, that's that's a story for another day. Matt Judon also being on the shelf is uh, a big blow. Do you, does that make you worry about the pass rush at all? Not having that guy. He, he's just such a disruptive guy. He's like your game wrecker. And to not have him, it, it's there's going to be a, a trickle-down effect there, no doubt. Like what, what kind of effect does that have on the team as they go at least over the next month or so, you have to imagine, without Judon probably for the season? Yeah, and I mean that's a that's a huge loss, and it's not just for what Judon brings on the field; it's what he brings off the field as well. I, that guy's just—I don't know—he has an aura around him that just makes that just makes players want to play better. I don't know what it is about Judon, but he's an incredible leader for that for that defense, and he's obviously the best player on the defense. So you lose a player like that, I mean you you can't replace him. He's he's irreplaceable. But at the same time, this is a time for Josh Uche another pass rusher for the Patriots to finally step up. Yep. You know, he's he's playing on a he's playing in a contract year. Uh if he's wanting that big deal, this is a good opportunity for him to prove that he can be that guy that he can take this defense to the next level. Judon back in December 2022, Matthew Judon himself said that Josh Uche, he believed was the best pass rusher on the Patriots, not himself. So, here we are Josh Uche, is this this is your time now. Judon's gone. Can you be the guy that can take this team to the next level? Can you be the guy that can step into that role and fill that void and get that big money contract at the end of the season? And another player that should be talked about is Keon White. He's a guy, the, the rookie second round draft pick. He's a guy that's popped on tape, you know, throughout the early the early preseason and and throughout the first four weeks of the regular season. Um, he's a guy to keep an eye on. I expect him to get more reps. Gerard Mayo basically confirmed that when talking to the media earlier this week that Keon White could could get could get could get more playing time and you know he's a powerful powerful pass rusher and you know it, this could be a breakout point for him as well but other guys are going to have to step up Ryan if they're going to fill the void for for Matthew Junot and I expect it to be more than just 
one guy. And the Patriots could still obviously maybe maybe there's somebody else on the market or, or on the trade market or something that they can go out and make another move here soon. But it's a tough loss, man. You can't you can't replace a guy like Judon. But there's there's definitely depth there, as you're pointing out. And the the big concern would have been corner with Gonzalez going down. They they bring in JC Jackson to fill that spot. So um just craziness this is all breaking the morning we're recording this podcast haven't had really time to digest too much of it jordy they just traded for jc jackson but uh (laughs) seems like a it's hard to not applaud the move i mean it's a it's it's showing that the patriots aren't giving up even coming off of this just disaster of a ball game again the worst loss of belichick's career the worst we've seen mac jones look um by far uh and but the patriots aren't giving up you you swing a move like this jordy this is you trying to stay with the fight so I guess as a fan, you got to like that. But I think, you know, I've been a big Mac Jones defender, you know, even during all the Bailey Zappi stuff last year. It's getting harder to uh, stay in his corner. <laughs> that's that's Let's lead off this conversation. I mean, that was a terrible performance by Mac. Two interceptions, including the pick six. The strip sack, obviously, that turned into another Cowboys touchdown. I thought the strip sack was what really sent him. He lost his mind after that. He was just feeling the pressure, feeling the rush. Uh, they did a great breakdown on the get up program on ESPN. I don't know if folks heard that. Dared Orlovsky was breaking down tape of Mac Jones's feet. He's not stepping into the throw, right? Like that famous Belichick Brady thing where Brady comes off and he goes, Belichick goes, Hey buddy, calm down, step into the throw. Right. When Brady came back from the knee injury, I didn't see Belichick saying that to Mac Jones on the sideline. Mac's just out there (laughs) fluttering his feet all over the place, off balance, leaning back, bailing out. Looks like a guy driving to the hole in basketball and like, shying away from contact he keeps going to the rim but you're shying away it was it was bad man i thought mac jones played a scared football game and i don't think he's i think he's a tough player but i I thought he played scared in that game i thought he thought he was gonna get hit every time he dropped back he was probably right but man i don't know the i, I know the pass blocking was terrible and we could get into that as well i mean this vidarian low character that they picked up jordy and free agency <laughs> holy crap right tackle is still a disaster that one we can just rinse and repeat Right tackle's a disaster. Uh, the whole right side of the line was terrible. That's where they were lining up Micah Parsons all game long. And uh, anyway, I, I I don't know. Mac Jones, his like whole demeanor on the sideline, his look on the in the post game. It's just I'm kind of just getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of him being like, oh, you know, I just got to play better. I got to stay positive and play better. I got to stay positive. It's like enough of it, man. All right. The Patriots have not beat a good team in a long time, right? They only beat teams, Jordy, that kind of suck or are mediocre at best. You get into these games against the good opponents and they get crushed. And the quarterback was definitely a big problem. He gave them no shot in this game. He just made too many mistakes. So uh, are we? is it time to actually start questioning that Mac Jones is like, quote unquote, the guy going forward? I've been in his corner. I've wanted to see this play out. I'm getting to the point where I'm really starting to question it now, which kind of sucks because there's no one behind him. You know what I mean? What's your thought on that? My thought is we would we wouldn't have we wouldn't have many questions at all if we played the the Jets 17 times a year. That'd be exactly. great, wouldn't it? <laughs> they could beat the Jets, but nobody you know no, nobody good. It's so frustrating. It, it really is, and and obviously he didn't play well against the Jets either. But still, they were able to win the game. But man, this has been I I'm right there with you, Ron. I think. I think I think I'm at the point at least where I'm not sure if Mac Jones is the future answer for this team anymore. I used to be. I used to think that Mac Jones could be that guy, but now now I don't know, Ron. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, 
Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan has been particularly harsh on Mac Jones. Pea shooter. He Jones. actually calls him. <laughs> yeah, he calls him pea shooter Jones. Pea shooter Jones, I think, or something like that. Yep, yep. And, and the thing is, man, it's like you know when you think about it, you take a step back. I mean, I mean he's kind of right. He he does sort of throw like that. It's the the sad one of the saddest play calls for the Patriots is when they call screens and you see Mac Jones to throw a ball and it's like it's hovering in the air and it feels like it's in there for for ten hours or something and and the defense is already back there making the play before the receiver even catches the ball so I don't know I don't know if it's just a fact of Mac Jones I don't know if if he needs to develop his his lower body strength any some more which is what they were talking about on Get Up. I don't know if it's a technical thing where he needs to step more to his throws, but something is obviously amiss there, and it's not working. And I'm with you. I'm tired of the same press conferences, you know, him up there saying, got to get better, got to get better. And, and obviously he does have to get better, right? He's, he's saying the right things, but we need to see it on the field, and we need to see it more consistently. It's just, man, it's a mess. They can't win big games. And I said it coming into the Dallas game. This was an opportunity for the Patriots to really put a stamp on things and show that things are different than they were last year, that they can be a team that can upset the apple cart every now and then, that they can knock off some of these big teams. But if you can't if you can't win these games, you you have no chance of competing. You know, you can go out and get J.C. Jackson to save to quote unquote try to save the season and win eight or eight or nine games and then get like a mid round draft pick or whatever. But dude, it's like we're it's like we're spinning wheels here. We're in the exact same spot as we were last year. And honestly, Ryan, I'm sick of it. You know, Mac Jones has to play better, and it all starts with Mac not turning the ball over as much. And I felt like personally, I, I thought Mac was just. I thought he was just trying to do too much at times, which led to which leads to a lot of the turnovers. And he's obviously frustrated with the team right now. He looks up at the scoreboard. He sees that they're getting their asses kicked. He wants to make something happen. This is, but this isn't the Alabama offense when you're throwing when you're throwing to like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle and all these guys. Like it's it's not that offense. They don't have that sort of talent at receiver. And Max just. He's not the type of guy that's going to is going to kind of take what the defense gives him. He just looks bored out there, and he just wants to go for huge chunk plays because he knows they need it, but they can't get it. And obviously, receivers can't get open. The offensive line can't block. It's a mess, man. It's 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 a mess, and I'm not sure if the Patriots can fix it. And my concern is it's another year of musical chairs at the quarterback position with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones all over again. It's like we stepped into a time machine. Yeah, it's super frustrating. You're right. Nothing has changed. And um, when, when your best receiver by far is Hunter Henry, it's like it's a problem. It's definitely a problem. But that brings us back to Belichick, right? It all goes back to him. And the rumors are swirling that he could be coaching for his job the next two weeks. I don't know you know, how much I even really believe that. I think if Belichick is, but you know, maybe, right? Okay, so the, maybe this is why Belichick's going out to make a move like this for J.C. Jackson, right, Jordy? Like, you got the Saints at home this week, where you're actually favored. We'll get into that game here coming up. Then it's the Raiders out in Vegas, which are a disaster with Josh McDaniels, as usual. Josh is going out there, taking another. Uh, he's another guy who might come back and help us out. Hey, Josh, come on back. You know what I mean? And <laughs> <laughs> Take a blowtorch to the Vegas Raiders and come back to New England. But both of those are winnable games for the Patriots, right? There's a chance they could get both of them, be 3-3 three and three when you're playing the Bills on October 22nd. And so now you're like, okay, here we go. We got a shot. We're in it. 
uh, you lose one of these next two games, and now it's you're two and four. You're going up against the Bills. You'll probably get blown out, and here now you're you know you're looking at a lost season. And then, do you start believing those rumors that this could be the last year for Bill Belichick? That Robert Kraft has seen enough, and that he makes a move. And I'm at the point now, Jordy, where, and I, I I'm wondering what Pete, like most Pats fans feel. I think it's you know talking to people. I feel like there are a lot of people are in the same boat. I'm just ready for a change. I don't hate Bill Belichick. I don't think he sucks. I, I think I still think he's one of the best coaches in football. But I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready for a new head coach and a new quarterback in 2024. That's what I want to play it out this year, see what happens. I don't want anybody getting fired. I'm not trying to bench back Jones. I'm not trying to fire Bill Belichick. But at the end of the year, man, I need a refresh, right? I mean, these games just aren't compelling enough for me. I mean, like you said, never beat the Cowboys, Dolphins, the Eagles of the worlds, but we beat the Jets. You know, that's that's where we're at. I just think it's time to get like a new voice, a new uh, like give me something new in the press conferences. Give me a new quarterback, a new aura around the team, a new vibe. Like I'm just ready for change. I'm ready for a refresh. We Tom Brady left. You would have thought that that would have been the refresh time, but really the refresh has never come. Right? Like Belichick's still building the team the same way. He's still defense first. It's still you know do your job. It's still the, all the same crap. You know he's just trying to plug in the quarterback and say, we'll play defense, we'll not make mistakes, and we'll win. It's not working. You're not beating good teams. So I'm ready. I'm, I'm seeing enough, man. I mean, I love and appreciate Bill Belichick for everything, but I'm ready for change. That's kind of where I'm at as a fan going into 2024. What do you think about that? I actually think it's hilarious that you said that, that maybe maybe he got J.C. Jackson or whatever to try to, to try to make good on the struggles early on. That would be such a Bill Belichick thing to do to go out – and get a defensive player to <laughs> try to fix the, all the problems in New England right now. I think because that's, that's it. What he that's, always the rea- does. that's the reaction, man. He's like, man, we got we need these next two games. You can't lose to the Saints and then the Raiders, right? So I feel like it's reactionary. He knows yeah. he needs help at corner. Let's go get JC Jackson. I, I it's totally that. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what he always does, and that's part of the problem. Is I mean, you brought it up. It's it's been the exact same philosophy since the beginning. Bill Belichick he builds up defense. He prioritizes that. You know what? He even made a comment about Kyle Duggar talking about, you know, that's why those guys get paid as much as they do. I could I could definitely see Bill Belichick shelling out a bunch of money to keep Kyle Duggar in New England because that's what he does. But when it comes to going out and, and, and getting a big-time receiver, I'd love to see Bill Belichick try, try to go out and get like a T. Higgins or something like that in a trade or, or you know, maybe he could have been in on Devontae Adams or something back in the days. It's just – Bill Belichick, he doesn't make those sorts of moves, and he never has. Even with Tom Brady there, Bill Belichick, he's never made those moves. But the thing is, when you have the greatest quarterback of all time under center, you can hide a lot of those issues because Tom Brady elevates the level of play around everybody, or, or of the people that's around him. That's what he does. That's why he's the GOAT. That's not Matt Jones. Matt Jones is not that playmaker. Matt Jones is not elevating people around him. And, you know, and to be fair, part of the reason is the fact that Mac Jones has had like three different offensive coordinators since he's been in the NFL. So, obviously, Bill Belichick has not started Matt Jones on the right foot right out of the gates. It's been an uphill battle for the kids since day one. And then, you know, it's just you don't give them any receiving talent. You look around, Bill Belichick, he bargain bin shops. He just does, man. The rest of the league shopping at, Ver- at Versace and Bill Belichick is shopping at Goodwill for receivers. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I'm tired of it. 
And you know what? It is time for us. It's time for us to just be honest as Patriots fans. And I get it. It's hard. I've seen a lot of Patriots fans. You know, they're just they're still they're still on that wagon, Ryan. They they won't give it up. They're yep. you know they love Bill Belichick, and right. they they think that he's 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 primarily responsible for all of the success of the franchise throughout all these years. And I don't want to dump on Bill and say that he's that he has no he's not responsible for anything. Because he's obviously a great coach, and he's done great for the team. But when you have a great quarterback like Brady, who in my opinion now we can obviously see was probably more responsible than Bill Belichick for the team's success over the years. I mean, the guy leaves and goes to Tampa Bay in the first year, and they win a freaking Super Bowl. And then they go the next year, and then they're they're still competing in the playoffs. It's just it's frustrating, Ryan. And I have a good example for this. I got a good example, Ryan. My first car, my first car was a 98 Chevy Cavalier. You know, most people don't even know what that car is anymore. I I don't even think Chevy makes those cars anymore. But but I love that car, Ryan. It was great, man. It was, I mean, me and my friends, we rode in it all the time. We'd go on we'd go on trips and stuff. And it's just, it was my it was my first car, man. You know, I, I loved it. And I kept that thing for 11 years, which is Still a lot shorter of time than Belichick's been in New England, but stick with me here. You know, I kept that thing for 11 years, but, Ryan, you know, the brakes started to go out. And then after that, <laughs> the steering wheel column needed needed replacing. Then after that, it was the transmission. And then it was all these little things that just kept going wrong. And you know what, Ron? It was time to replace that thing. I had to get a new car. And I feel like Belichick, that's where we're at with him now. Things are falling apart. This isn't the Patriots team that we know. We can sit here and keep making excuses for it, but it's been three years. You know, the first year after Brady left, I I was fine with the team struggling because I'm thinking Belichick is just, he just needs time. He needs time to get his ducks in a row. He needs time to rebuild this thing, you know, without Tom Brady under center. And it's going to take time. And we gave him that. And then obviously, in 2021, when they actually start making a lot of big moves and you go out and you get your big-time quarterback here, and you st- and, and still, still no success. Obviously, you get to the playoffs, you barely get in there, and then you get the brakes beat off of you by the Buffalo Bills. It is so obvious now that the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills are just far, far, far ahead of the New England Patriots at this point. It's not even close. We're not in contention. So I just, right now, I find myself asking, what are we fighting for? Like, what are we fighting for? I mean, just so we can win eight games and save face? Seven games? I mean, is that worth it? Is this what the Patriots have become? Just mediocrity? Are people okay with this? Because it's not going to change. Bill Belichick, he hasn't changed for years, so I don't know why anyone would think 2024 or beyond would be any different. He's going to focus on defense while bargain bin shopping on the offensive side of the field, and it's not working. It's not working. It hasn't worked. So, yeah, it's it's time to have that tough conversation, and it might be time to move on from Bill, from Bill Belichick. And here's the thing. I would actually be okay if Robert Kraft set Bill down and if we came to some sort of agreement where Bill could stay on his head coach, but maybe he wasn't the general manager anymore. But knowing Bill Belichick, that might be a little hard for him to accept, not having full control. So I'm not sure if he would like that and if he would stay. But if that were a possibility, I'd be on board with that. 
But come on, man. Bill Belichick is the head coach, GM, and defensive coordinator. I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. The guy has more roles than Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor. <laughs> what are we doing? You're 70s. You're, you're in your 70s. I mean, come on. It's time to take a step back and just breathe for a second. And, Bill, how about you just be the head coach? Do that. And maybe, maybe, Ryan, this team can turn it around. Yeah, and it's like you were saying, like, what are, what are we doing this for? Are we doing this for uh, all-time wins record? Is that what we're doing it for? Uh, are we really doing that? So that's, that's interesting. What it feels like. Yeah, it does. So that that's that's interesting. What do the crafts do at the end of the season if if it's a failure? Now, it's not over yet. Like I said, you can beat the Saints, you can beat the Raiders, you're three and three going into that game of Buffalo, and then here we go, right? Uh you you might still have a season there if you can find a way to pull that game off at home. You know, crazier things have happened in the NFL. I don't give you much of a chance against Buffalo. They have your number, but hey, you know, work with me here. It's possible. Uh, but if it fails, if it falls off the rails, which is it feels like it's going to do, it has that feeling, feels like last season a lot, then I can't do the same song and dance again in 2024, Jordy. I can't. Not with Bill Belichick, not with Mac Jones. If they if they fail, it's time for a change. That's where I'm at. I'm wondering what Patriots fans feel out there. Uh, let Jordy know. Let you know, Check out Jordy on, on Twitter. Let him know. Let him know how you feel about that and uh, what we're talking about here on the show. But let's get some fantasy advice from the huddle.com, and then we'll come back to talk Saints-Pats. Uh, and we'll do that right after this. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to bring you fantasy football strong plays for week number five. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, Los Angeles Rams versus Philadelphia Eagles. First of all, be sure to check on Stafford's status, but the hip bruise he suffered last week isn't expected to keep him out of action. While the Eagles certainly may force a turnover or two, this defense has given up the fifth most passing yards and third most aerial touchdowns thus far, and only a pair of passes have been intercepted. There's a strong chance L.A. has to pass all day long to keep up. And there's also an outside shot of Cooper Cup returning. Running back James Conner, Arizona Cardinals versus Cincinnati Bengals. Conner should shake off last week's letdown versus a stout San Francisco defense by facing a reeling Bengals coming to town. Only five teams have allowed more rushing yards than Cincinnati, and it's a neutrally ranked 18th in rushing touchdown efficiency against. The matchup is awful for pass-catching backs, but that really hasn't been Conner's role in 2023. On the ground, consider him a quality running back, too. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson, New York Giants at Miami Dolphins. Robinson is about the only thing in this passing game worthy of some attention at this point, and it's really little more than a PPR concession for a handful of garbage time points, especially due to bye weeks. But that's strong enough to get him into some lineups. In his two games back from last year's ACL tear, the slot receivers managed to snare 9 of 11 targets, only for 61 yards, but he did rush another time for 7. Fortunately for the Giants, Miami's defense has only 10 sacks on the air, which is one fewer than Seattle tallied against New York last week alone. Tight end Dalton Schultz, Houston Texans at Atlanta Falcons. We finally saw some signs of life from the former Dallas Cowboy by locking his first touchdown as a Texan last Sunday, although it came on a halfback pass. Schultz remains somewhat risky given that three of his games with C.J. Stroud have resulted in lineup anchors for fantasy football purposes, and even the Week 4 touchdown came on just three targets landed for 42 yards. Atlanta returns from a drubbing in London to present Schultz a stellar matchup. The Falcons are the second easiest opponent to exploit for receptions, number eight for yardage allowed, and the position has scored every other game so far. Expect Schultz to keep it going for a second week in a row. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. All right, we are back. The Patriots are hosting the Saints here. Uh, 1 p.m. kickoff, Eastern time, Jordy. Uh, the Saints started the year 2-0. and I guess they had some hype going in with Derek Carr, right, and a good defense, but they have now lost two in a row. 
The second one came uh, this past Sunday where they just got rolled by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. So the Saints are in a similar spot as the Patriots right now where they're heading the wrong direction. Patriots obviously were just destroyed by Dallas. We didn't spend much time on that game because what what do you really say about a 38 to 3 loss, right? Uh, so these are these are two teams that really struggle to score. Uh, the Saints are are right down there with the Patriots at the bottom of the league in offense and, and production. And fans are screaming for them to fire their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. They hate him. So uh, Saints fans are bitching about some of the same stuff that Patriots fans are. Both teams want to win on defense. It'll be a very painful, low-scoring game type of thing, Jordy. I, there was a meme on on social media I saw with somebody holding open the eyes. You know, I'm like, this this could be like what it is on Sunday. You're going to have to be a diehard football <laughs> fan to really enjoy this. Uh, again, that's kind of what the product's been with the Patriots over the last few years, right? It's just been a kind of a slog, a grind. It's going to be that kind of game again, I think. It, two struggling offenses, two good defenses. Uh, what's your opening take, Saints-Patriots? Uh, well, my, my first take is the fact that I'm going to be wrapped up in my Snuggie, and I'm going <laughs> to make sure that I get a lot of Zs before this game starts. I mean, man, I just hope I can stay awake. I mean, there's obviously – it, it probably won't be a big offensive affair in this game. Definitely it's not. just – I mean, dude, like, did you ever think heading into this season that Baker Mayfield would have would have better stats than Mac Jones right now? I mean, he I, like, mean, like, I would take Baker right now. Baker looks way he he's got more fight. He's just more of a competitor, you know. He's just yeah. You talk about a guy that can at least you talk about Mac Jones. He can't. He doesn't have that gene where he can put the Superman cape on if you need him. Baker's got a little bit of that in him. Like he can he can make things happen. Uh, and and Mac can't. Yeah, it's it's. That's a tough one, but the Bucks are three and one, and the Pats are one and three. So yeah, give me Baker Mayfield. Yeah, at this point, it's it's just it's pretty sad. It's just Patriots. Obviously, they can't move the ball. Saints have, haven't been able to move the ball as well. And speaking of the Patriots' offense, I want to throw something in there real quick as well. Considering how bad that they've been playing, John U. Smith right now, former Patriot, he has more receiving yards than all of the Patriots receivers and tight ends, uh, which is crazy to me because he's a guy that the Patriots saw as a bust. And he's over there in the Atlanta Falcons doing doing way better than any of the Patriots receivers right now. Oh, what's, but, e- what's even crazier, Jordy, is he's on the Falcons. Who yeah, can't, the Falcons. They can't pass. Like Desmond Ritter, they can't throw. But Jonu Smith has more receiving yards than any receiver on the Patriots. That is baffling. Than any receiver on the Patriots, including tight end Hunter Henry, who leads the Patriots right now in receiving. I mean, it's just... It's not good right now, Ryan. And obviously, that game right there uh, between between the Patriots and Saints, I don't know, man. That, that's obviously it's a winnable game for the Patriots because the Saints are just as bad offensively. But the 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 Saints, their defense can show up and they can make things significantly tough on Mac Jones there. And then you also have to wonder how the Patriots will look on defense at this point. I mean, I expect their defense to be to to still put up some fight there, but. They're missing a lot right now in the defensive backfield. You're hoping Jonathan Jonathan Jones can get back, and obviously you'll have J.C. Jackson back there. Will he be up to speed quick enough to be able to compete and, and contribute right away at the level that the Patriots would need him to? That's another thing that you have to be concerned about. You also have to be concerned about Alvin Kamara there in New Orleans. You know, Patriots have traditionally struggled against those versatile running backs. They can they can catch passes out of the backfield. And Kamara's an explosive playmaker, and I expect him to be better than he was last week as well. But it's just it, not a fun game all around. I kind of like the Patriots in this one just because it's at home and how bad they looked in Dallas. I expect him to respond. I mean, you, you have to respond – 
if they go if they go home, they get back home and they get beat down by the New Orleans Saints as well. That's just I don't even have words for that. I don't I don't know what happens after that. That's just it, it would be terrible. So I just I expect the Patriots to to respond and come out swinging in this game. I expect Matt Jones to have a better game. Matt Jones better have a better game. But yeah, I'm 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 leaning Patriots in this one. Sadly, <laughs> yeah. Well, they are one and a half point favorites at home. Uh, so I was arguing with John Sigler about this on Saints Wire. We we're both bitching about whose team was worse, right? And I was trying to pick the Saints, <laughs> and he was trying to pick the Patriots. And I'm like, don't pick the Patriots. Uh, it's just like the Patriots. They have to win this game. It's a back against the wall kind of game. If they don't win this game, if if they look ugly losing to the Saints, John, I think that's a heads roll kind of moment in the off season. I, again, I don't think Belichick or is getting fired anytime soon. I don't think Mac Jones is getting benched anytime soon. I mean, maybe. I guess you could... If, if he's horrible in this game against the Saints, I guess maybe there's a Bailey Zappi conversation. But still, if they get pummeled by the Saints, this bad Saints team at home, then that's a heads roll kind of thing. I think we're, we're, we're having a conversation about what happens in the offseason. They got to win this game. Again, you could, you could win this game. You're going into Vegas with a little momentum. You can easily beat Vegas. <laughs> it's Vegas, guys. And then you're 3-3. Three and three. Again, I've said that a couple times now. This is a must-win game for the Patriots. You'd expect them to come and win. I just I don't trust them. Uh, they can't block right now. They can't block. What happened to Mike on Wenyu, by the way? What the hell happened there? Like, the right side of the line is a disaster. The Saints are good. Like, they're going to rush the passer. They can cover. They can take the ball away. Like, the Saints are scary on defense. They, I think their pressure rate's up there with the league leaders, Jordy. I don't have the website in front of me, unfortunately. But I know in the first couple games, they were getting after the quarterback. We've seen what happens to Mac Jones when he's pressured. It's it's not good. The Patriots have the worst pass blocking grade in football right now, according to ESPN Analytics. 32 in the league. So I worry about that Saints defense. And then the offense, they just can't score. They can't finish drives. So... I'm leaning Saints. I, I'm not high on the Patriots. I also think there, there's this mystique about Foxborough, right? The Foxborough mystique with the with the Foghorn and the giant uh, Hogan of a lighthouse. Now, Jordy, I still haven't gotten over there to see it, but like the new the new lighthouse and all, there's this mystique. Like, oh, don't you got to go to Foxborough and play Belichick and the Patriots? And I just think that's a myth, <laughs> man. It's a myth. It's been it's been disproven. You know, it's that's on MythBusters now. That that should be on that show. So I don't have any – I think the Patriots have to win the game. I expect them to play a lot better. Uh, but I think when you look at the Saints, I think they got a better quarterback, which I think Derek Carr sucks too. So, I mean, that's not saying much. <laughs> but Derek Carr is kind of a check-down king. And to your point, Alvin Kamara, he caught 13 passes last week. 13. Derek Carr will take what the defense gives you. That's how the Patriots play defense, right? They just say, hey, check it down all day. Well, Derek Carr will check it down all day long, right? So this is going to be that kind of game. But the Patriots don't have anyone as good as Chris Olave. They don't even have anyone as good as the current carnation of Michael Thomas coming off all those injuries, right? The Saints have more talent. Rashid Shahid, I really like him. I like who the Saints have. The Patriots are banged up in the secondary, as you said. I don't know. This one doesn't feel good to me, Jordy, coming off of that 38-3. to I, I think I'm leaning Saints. The Patriots should win the game. They're favored, and they can win it. I just don't have any faith they will, right? So I'm actually picking the Saints here. But again, I argued with John Sigler all day, and he was on the Patriots. So you're not alone. People think the Patriots can win and will win. I just don't have tr- any trust in them. And, and I worry. I think the Saints have more talent, better quarterback, better skill players, and a defense that can disrupt you. And oh, by the way, the Patriots can't block anyone right now. So how can you feel good about this one? Yeah, and I guess I'm just, I'm just, I'm leaning on, 
on them being at home and, and obviously coming off of that loss, but you're absolutely right. The Saints are the more talented football team. I think Derek Carr is a more talented quarterback than Mac Jones right now. Um, I'm hoping Mac Jones can turn it, turn it around at some point and prove me wrong. I mean, that would be great. I don't want to see Mac Jones ousted at, at quarterback, but obviously you, you can't turn the ball over three times and expect to keep your starting job, right? So I'm just – I'm, I'm holding out hope. And this is like this is like a last stand right here, Ryan. This isn't this isn't me pounding my chest. Oh, sure. the Patriots are gonna are gonna bounce back in a big way. Like that's not it. This is just me, kind of a last stand, thinking that coming off of a historically bad loss, Belichick is going to be incredibly angry this week, and and I expect the team to I expect the team to write that. I expect them them to come into this game angry. They're, I will say this about the Patriots. They are a weird team that I do feel like can upset anyone, even though they don't win the big games. They're just they're one of those weird sleeper type of teams. And and I can see them responding in a big way in this game. You know, I can see Mac Jones coming out. He just got benched for Bailey Zappi. So obviously he knows he has to play well in this game. And, you know, the injuries to Christian Gonzalez and Matt Judon has pretty much eliminated the Patriots from, from any hope of even competing this season. So I expect that defense to show a little pride there. You know, you, you got some good players there still. Josh Uche's a beast, man. You know, he gets he, he he's gets overshadowed by Judon for so long, but that man is a beast. And then obviously Keon White is a really good player, I feel like. I feel like he's going to be a great player for the Patriots down the line. So I expect him to get more work as well. And I can see them taking advantage of the of the Patriots off or sorry, the Saints offensive struggles and maybe get in the backfield a little bit, maybe rattle Derek Carr and maybe they can they can get some turnovers in this game and and help the offense out a little bit. But to your point, the offensive line for the Patriots, they have to be better. But Darian Lowe, I mean look man awful. I mean look, you can't play as low as you played last week, but obviously Obviously, man, he's got to step up if he's the guy even over there. And and the problem is, Ryan, they don't know who the guy is. This is what happens when you go out and you and you sign a, a 34-year-old Riley Reef from Chicago instead of actually drafting talent on offense that could help your football team. So it's going to be a revolving door at that position. They're just going to have to figure it out. Mac Jones has to step into his throws. He has to make plays, but most importantly, Mac Jones cannot turn the freaking football over. Like I, I don't, I don't know how Bill Belichick can drill that into his head even harder than he's been doing it. But you can't turn the football over to give yourselves a chance to win this football game. But yeah, I'm sticking with the Patriots, man. I expect this to be a, one of those rally games. It's going to be an ugly rally game, but I expect the Patriots to come on to come out on top in the end for this one. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be ugly. Um, I just think Mac is. He's kind of like one of these quarterbacks. He needs everything to be good around him for him to be successful, right? He needs everything to be blocked up and people in the right spaces, and and then when that happens, he can execute and he can get the job done. So hopefully the Patriots do. They hopefully they respond. They come out and they do that thing. Uh, but I mean, right tackle. I mean, this is something that they didn't know who the right tackle was coming into the year. Right. Wasn't it Anderson who started the year at right tackle or there's a rotation like this was a huge need going into the draft. And I mean, I like the Keon White kid, but the the Patriots are drafting defensive players like Keon White and then kickers and punters in the fourth round. And they're just Uh ignoring tackle. And then you and I are trying to justify it being like, well, maybe one of these guards can play uh, tackle. You know, what I mean, like we're trying (laughs) to figure it out. It's just like it's just mismanagement, man. It comes back to Belichick. And I think. 
that's why if this thing continues to go off the rails, man, those those that noise, that seat, that gets hot, that seat gets hot, that noise gets louder, and you got to start wondering what the crafts are going to do. Big ball game here. This is a turning point kind of game for your season. You're one and three. This is a game the Patriots typically kind of win, right? At home against a mediocre team like the Saints. The Saints are not that good. They're more talented than the Patriots, but they're not that good. So definitely a winnable ball game. You're favored. Your backs are against the wall. Go get this one, right? You got to go get this one. This is the season here. You can't drop the one and four here. Then go into Vegas, and then you got the Bills on deck and all that. Like, you have to win this game. So we're going to learn a lot about the football team, Jordy, in this one. I just don't trust them. I'm, I'm beaten down enough with this team, <laughs> you know? And Not that I wasn't spoiled through my high school and college days winning Super Bowls every other freaking year. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm just I think, sc- I think the scariest part, Ron, is the fact that there's kind of like, and I don't know if you felt this, I'm sure you did. During that Cowboys game, it just felt like there's no hope with Mac Jones under center. Yeah. We're, we're obviously, you know, you have a Brady back there, and I'm not trying to compare Mac to Brady. It's not fair. But just, you know, any quarterback situation, you would hope, like, like, there's usually some hope. Maybe maybe they can come back. Maybe they can make a few plays. But it just feels like if this team is down by two touchdowns, it's a wrap. It's over. And it's just it's not a good place to be as a football team. No, it's not. I, I think if Mac had uh, a very good offensive line and better skilled position players, then, yeah, it would be a different conversation. But he doesn't have what he needs around him to beat these really good defenses. And when we get in to these games against, you know, the Dallas Cowboys of the world and and that it's it gets ugly. It gets ugly. So, how's it look against the Saints? It's one of the best defenses in football right now. So let's let's see how it looks. I don't have a lot Can of we faith. Douglas, some snaps, please. Yeah, seriously. Let's, I mean, you got to try everything now. I mean, throw the kitchen sink out there. Trick plays, Jordy. Everything, right? Like now's the time. Cowboys are pulling off trick plays against you. you no know, freaking fake extra point, whatever. They're getting there. They're doing that thing. It's time for the Patriots to pull out some tricks, man. I'd expect that. This is this is a go for broke kind of game. And that's what it's got to be. And I think the trade for J.C. Jackson is almost Belichick signaling that. He knows. He knows. you got to win now. Raiders, Saints, you got to win both of these ballgames. Or the season is definitely teetering before we even get to freaking November. You, come on. Like, that's, not, that's not what we want. That's not what we're used to here. It's not, that's not the Patriot way or whatever, right? Like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you got to go win this ballgame. But, yeah, the Patriots keeping you busy on Patriots wire right now, Jordy, with all these moves. Gonzalez, J.C. Jackson, I'm sure you'll be working on more of that stuff. Judon, trying to figure out what happens with his second opinion, right? Uh, what's up, some other stuff you guys are working on right now? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be previewing the game coming up a lot this week, and then you know we might we might actually we might actually um, do a review of some of the players that the Patriots have kind of draft or kind of picked up in the past that left New England, sort of like J.C. Jackson did, and they managed to come back. I think that'd be a little fun to kind like of that. explore as well. Um, they're, th- this is what they do. So, you know, hopefully J.C. Jackson can kind of come back and, and find success in New England again. It'll be interesting. But I guess, Ryan, I guess we're just preparing for a dull and, and boring Saints game. So pray for me. That's what Pats fans are used to, man. These games are not all that uh, fun to watch, unfortunately. it's just, The product is what it is right now, but we will continue to grind through it with you here on the Patriots Wire podcast. We appreciate you for joining us. Catch us next week and all season long as Jordy and I get back and, uh, you know, bitch and moan about Belichick and Mac Jones and the, Patri- <laughs> and the state of the Patriots. Us spoiled Patriots fans. We're so pissed that we suck now. It's just not fair. It's not fair to us. What did we do to deserve this, Jordy? Come on. It's just not good. It's not right. Uh, But anyway, for Jordy McElroy, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We appreciate you all. Subscribe, tell a friend, and we'll catch you next week.